Raji, you can't be like this. If you're gonna be like this while I'm recording, I'm gonna have to put you in the bathroom. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna put this baby up in the bathroom. Welcome to Imagine Me and Utina, a revolutionary girl Utina podcast. I'm Panda. I'm your host, and I'm here with Josh. How you doing, Josh? Doing pretty good. We are here to talk about Revolutionary Girl Utina, episode six. Take care, Miss Nanami. How do you feel about this episode, Josh? I like it. Um, I like it. Now this is the third or fourth time that I've watched it this week. I still like it. Listeners, we have attempted to record this episode probably about four times now, dependent on what you consider trying to record. But uh, yeah, this one's been giving us some trouble for some reason, but hopefully this will be the last time we have to try to talk about it. Despite the fact that I do like this episode a lot. I just it, 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 I feel like it gets surreal, with more surreal with every view, actually. See, I feel like it gets less surreal, and I feel more normal about it every time I watch it. That that's not that's not understanding. That's more just acceptance of the inevitability. This is blind acceptance of my fate. That's that's, that's giving up, Panda. I I guess it is giving in to the revolution. But anyway, I guess it's time to start the episode. If we right. don't have anything else to say about it. Right, we open and Naname is walking in an alley by herself. She's got on some interesting looking shoes. This is probably the most unique opening we've had so far. I would agree with you. It doesn't happen in some idyllic setting. There's no quiet atmosphere or mysterious. It's really just this is the most normal opening we've had, the most normal setting. It's creepy, but it's creepy because it's so normal. Which is sort of hilarious considering our open is Naname running from something in this alleyway. She is running under a bridge now and we don't know why she started running. But she has fallen and she's about to get hit by a car. But at the last second it swerves and she is saved by a mysterious stranger. Is she actually in the road? Uh... I don't know. I'm not sure that she was ever actually in danger. I have no idea. Like, that just occurred to me that, like, I'm not sure she was ever in any actual danger because, like, it looks like the sidewalk is there. I have no idea. But before we can dwell on that, we are shown Naname and Toga and Miki eating breakfast and Naname is detailing all the ways in which weird things have tried to kill her this week. Mickey sips tea at her, and Naname drapes herself over the table and begs Toga to help her because someone's trying to kill her, and she knows that it's just because of how stylish and popular and wonderful she is. Well, that's reasonable. Is that not reasonable? Oh, it's very reasonable. But 
Toga doesn't see it that way and says he has important student council business to attend to, leaving Naname sadly draped over the table. Naname has left breakfast with Mickey and is hanging out with him and three members of the Mickey defense squad. They are wondering what she might have done to make someone want to kill her. And when Mickey asks if she has any enemies, the Mickey defense squad immediately throws her under the bus and says, of course she does, because she's a jerk. And then... And then as soon as she says again that at this moment someone is trying to kill her, Utana has apparently hit her straight in the face with a baseball. Just out of nowhere assassination. Just smack right in the eye. I I almost want to take that one bit out of this episode and put the Grand Theft Auto wasted on it. That would be great. Naname says that that's all she can stand. I love that she never actually tries to take the ball out of her face. It's just in the crater. No, the ball is just suspended in her face, and she was throwing a tantrum, and then it cuts to Naname and Miki and Utena walking together, and Naname thinks that Utena is the one that's trying to kill her because her brother is interested in Utena, and... Utena just says he's interested in everybody. And in the English dub, she calls Utena, well, aren't you Miss Self-Sufficient USA? Which is just a a weird name. Here we go. There's a secret clandestine meeting. There is a secret meeting in the garden between Toga and Anthe, and they're speaking mysteriously about how Anthe has to kill someone because Toga wants her to kill someone or something. Naname and Utena and Miki are eavesdropping, of course, because that's all Naname does is eavesdrop. Props to Miki. He's just Miki's being is, is a real bro in this episode. Like this is all ridiculous, but he's just a law for the ride. You can't be that naive. Miki is tired of being the focus for the moment after the last couple of episodes and is now leaving that to Naname. We are treated to an image that Naname has in her mind of Anthe and Toga professing their love for one another and then conspiring to drop a flower pot on her head, which is one of the other things that reportedly happened to her that makes her think that someone wants to kill her. Naname has determined that this means that they are conspiring against her and she bursts in and she yells at Toga. And then Toga's like, what are you talking about? And then Naname starts crying and runs off before he can explain himself. Utsuna says, even if you are the student council president, you can't just kill your own sister. But Utsuna says, I misjudged you. I'm sitting here thinking, like, what kind of person did you think he was? We don't know what kind of person Utsuna thought Toga was. But they revealed that they were talking about killing roaches and not killing Naname. But Naname is too busy being dramatic and thinking that they want to kill her. And she doesn't notice that a horse has begun barreling towards her for no goddamn reason. Hey, look, it's reality breaking down. Why is there a horse? I don't know. Why not? We don't know why there's a horse. We just know that there's a horse and then suddenly why there's chickens. Why are there chickens? chickens? I don't know. You know, reality is a spook and nothing makes sense. So why not? 
Their horse disappears, but the chickens remain. Of course they do. The horse disappears. Naname has been saved by someone. And in the next scene, we are treated to Naname walking, but the voiceover is people talking about rumors about who saved Naname from the horse. A prince, perhaps, named Mitsuru. We will meet Mitsuru later. We see the event as people are describing it, which involves a silhouetted stranger saving Naname and bandaging up her hand. Show me again. Which is amusingly very similar to Utena's backstory. Yeah, I don't understand the parallel between Utena's backstory and this event with Naname, but there are a lot of similarities. But before we can dwell on that too long, Naname is walking around wistfully thinking about her prince, I guess. Prince in quotation marks. But she's being followed by Miki and Utena, who want to know what's going on and have heard the stories about her being saved by a prince. They mistakenly think that she is in love with two faculty members who pass by her. But as they continue following her, they see her walk up to a small blonde person. She addresses him by Mitsuru, the name we learned earlier. And he is tiny. And he is very tiny. He is tiny because he is an elementary school student. And Naname asks him if he would like to go out with her. I feel like we do need to say here that Naname suffers from the, the this scene suffers from anime um, age ambiguity because he's like 10 or 11, but she's only like 13 or 14 at most. Utena and Miki were watching that scene happen, and as soon as she asked if Mitsuru would go out with her, the Miki defense squad appears behind them and is shocked. But now we are treated to Eiko and Biko's skit which I will include the audio for. It's about curry. Camping! Camping, 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 so much fun. And the best part of camping is making curry over a fire. Boil, 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 boil. Down the hatch. Wait a minute. There's all this hard undercooked rice in here. And parts of it are all burned. You really consider this a delicacy? Oh, come on. This sweet air is the best seasoning of all. All finished. What else would it be about? I guess you're right. What else would it be about? I mean, curry is awesome. I don't disagree. But unfortunately, most curry is made with meat and is therefore inaccessible to me. I did not know that. Well, not the curry itself, but many things that are made with curry. Ah, yes. That's true. But speaking of food, Miki and Utena are eating lunch together. They spend a lot of time together in this episode for people who don't normally hang out. Well, that was, that's the other thing, is that they seem like they're actually becoming, like, legitimate friends. I don't know how much they hang out outside this episode, though. I'm not sure how much they hang out, but... They're talking about Naname and her big brother complex. They seem to get along. Yeah, they do get along, but, I don't know, they're just not friends as much. <laughs> parsley. I love that he, like, slowly holds up piece of parsley yeah they talk about how naname thinks that toga has betrayed her 
And as they are talking about her as if she were summoned out of thin air, Naname and Mitsuru are sitting next to each other and chit-chatting. I love the music, how the music has the whole, like, just sounds like something you'd expect to hear from a fancy um, private school. We are treated to a montage of... Mitsuru helping Naname do various things such as bring her her gym clothes and help her cheat on a test, act as her easel for her art class, acting more like a servant than a boyfriend. I love that she just like he's just apparently everywhere. He just appears out of thin air. Miki and Utena were watching things happen and Seonji walks up behind them and starts talking about love and he says that the love that he and Anthe shares is hidden love. Nobody says anything to respond to this for, for a couple a of long beats. time. When he repeats hidden love, Utena goes, nobody asks you, but in the English dub she says, yeah, nice skirt, Seonji. That is one form of love. Love can take many different forms. For example, the love Anthe and I share is hidden love. That's hidden love. Yeah, nice skirt, Seonji. <laughs> Naname is confronted by three boys who allegedly have asked her out in the past and are offended that she is now going out with a child instead of one of them which are, did they say high school or middle school? Middle school, that's it, middle school. She asks, who are you guys? And they are upset that she doesn't remember them, but she summons her little Pokemon, Mitsuru, to fight them off. And she just leaves. She summons him to fight these guys, and she just leaves. Yes, ma'am, my pleasure. She leaves a tiny child to take on three middle schoolers. Don't forget that the three middle schoolers who can harmonize in perfect unison. They can harmonize in perfect unison. It's pretty great. Hello. 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 Naname, instead of paying attention to the fight, is just looking off at the sky, thinking about how blue it is. And we see that Mitsuru has beaten the crap out of these three guys. Just devastated them. And also, apparently, they, like, he, he beat them so hard that they moved outside of the building. Utena confronts Naname about how she's been treating Mitsuru and tells her that it's ridiculous that he tried to kill himself fighting for her and she just watched and that he's not really acting like a boyfriend. And Naname is like, somebody's trying to kill me. I need somebody to protect me. They try to assure her that Toga's not trying to kill her. She won't listen to them. And she says she's free to treat Mitsuru however she wants, which is not true. <laughs> Mitsuru just really wants to be her boyfriend. And she just walked off. She didn't even bring him with her. She just walked off after getting in the argument with Utena. And then we get the why. We are treated to Mitsuru's tragic backstory. And it turns out that Naname was almost attacked by a bull as a child, continuing a legacy of being attacked by animals for no reason. So in Utena, it's actually canon that reality has always been broken. It's not just this suddenly it starts happening. Like it's always been terrible. Like it always never made sense. I guess so. Mitsuru wanted to save her from the bull, but he didn't get there in time, so she had to be saved by Toga. We're not entirely sure how he saved her, but, but 
he, that's the thing he did. Yeah, he just showed up and carried her off, and Mitsuru's like, oh my god, he's so cool. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame him. Like, the guy literally took down a bull by looking at it funny. He's too powerful. You want to be a big brother, not a boyfriend? Utena has discovered that what Mitsuru really wants to be is a big brother and not a boyfriend. Rehearsed. And this is where it, ch- this is where it changes. Yes, Mitsuru has revealed to Utena and Miki that he was the cause for the different accidents that kept happening to Naname, the ones that weren't animal-based, I assume, because he wanted to put her in danger in order to save her. We cut to Naname listening to, like, a, a recording device. She was not there earlier, but then... It's apparently Mitsuru was talking into the microphone leading to the recording device. I don't I don't understand this scene at all, even though I've seen Reality's it four broken. times. Reality by now. does not work. My favorite part is Naname just going into the microphone and going, I don't care. And just because why not? A kangaroo has gotten loose. Why was there a kangaroo? We don't know, but a kangaroo wearing boxing gloves has gotten loose, and as all animals do, it has charged straight for Naname, and as she does, she did not fucking move at all. Mitsuru jumps in the way so that the kangaroo will punch him in the face instead of Naname. And why does Naname never seem to be able to deal with with animals, and why also does the kangaroo have gloves? Because fuck you, that's why. Yeah, that that's about right, actually, because fuck you, that's why. I love that, like, you know, the whole thing is about Yutsuna, like, doing her way through life, and she's easily defeated. Yeah, the kangaroo just goes for Utena after that, and she's just knocked down. But Mitsuru tries to save the day by throwing a flower pot at the kangaroo, which gets it away from Utena, and Mitsuru has boxing gloves now, I guess. You just accept it, I guess. And in a surprising twist, Naname is the one who saves Mitsuru this time, and she tells him that he's no good to her if he's hurt, and she tells him that her brother is her brother, and he's him, and she can't let him get killed because she needs him to do stuff for her. So they are running from this kangaroo. I love that they like both have the same squeal. Out of nowhere, Toga jumps into the scene wearing nothing but shorts and boxing gloves and punches the kangaroo in the face. A mouth guard flies out of the kangaroo's mouth, implying that it was wearing a guard? Uh, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? I guess. It's just... Why not, I guess. And Anthe shows up for her second appearance in this episode. And she and Toga reveal to Naname that they just wanted to kill roaches and not her. And Naname goes, big brother, into the microphone with big stars in her eyes. And Mitsuru and Naname agree to break up. Naname says, big brother, you really are the only one for me. And Utena says... Toga Kiryu, you're quite a guy. Which is a bizarre line to me that I do not understand. To be continued. So, about this episode. I mean, what do you really say? Uh, this is... This is the weirdest one. 
so like, far. Like, other ones have weird things, but they're, like, they're weird in a, like, dramatic way, or they're trying to, like, you know, there's there's stuff going on, you can sort of, like, suspend your disbelief. This one's just a clusterfuck of what? Yeah, things just keep happening with no explanation, and it kind of feels like this episode went through a lot of revision before it ended up actually being animated, because so many things happen without explanation just to further the You think, plot. like, revision? I was going to say the other way around. More like, they, like, wrote this episode while really, really wasted and just never came back to it. Uh, well, when I say revision, I mean, like, I think that it was given to somebody else to revise and maybe to make shorter, and they took out yeah. some key scenes that would have explained some of what was going on. It's a fun episode, but... It's a weird episode. The next episode, because we have talked through the credits, the next episode is about Jury, who I love. I am curious about that one. Ooh, this episode gives me a sad. Oh, that's encouraging. It makes me so sad. Jury has a lot of... There's a lot of angst involved with Jury's plotline, because it involves... Uh, well, like a lot of the character dynamics in this show, it involves somebody exerting their power over another person for their own gain, and it involves toying with people's feelings, and That's about par for the course. it involves lesbians, so... No incest, I don't think, in this next episode. Don't quote me on that. That is new. Don't quote me on that. I'm not, uh panda no incest panda here but uh i hopeful i am hoping that the next episode is lighter on the sibling relationship overtones unlike the majority of the series i'm actually really curious to see next one yeah i hope you like the next episode because i remember liking it a lot the first time i watched it even if it makes me upset but i haven't seen it since i watched it the first time so we'll see how i feel about it next week I guess that wraps us up for today in regards to the episode. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? Anything else you might have noticed that went over my head? No, just the crumbling walls of reality. What a great response. All right. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at UtanaCast. If you want to follow us on Tumblr, you can do that at imagineandutana.tumblr.com. If you want to email us, you can do that at imagineandutana at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you could do that at mpandanata. Josh, have you changed your Twitter handle yet? I cannot do this thing. Well, I guess it'll be another week that we don't plug Josh's Twitter, even though it's in the first couple of episodes. So if you were really interested, you could just go back and listen to those. Only the true believers will know. You have to like you have to be devoted now. You can't just like wander in in the middle and maybe just follow me. You have to like start from the beginning. Get that hot secret top fan content on your Twitter account. I want I I only want the committed. All right, folks. We will see you next week. Revolutionize the world, everybody. Have a good one.